It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's a hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's a hot time. We had a Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. This episode is a fun one for me because it's a casual chat with two of my buddies. For me, the next best thing to getting paid to be myself is the opportunity to collaborate with my friends. I learned my very first lessons in cannabis cultivation from today's guests back when they were casual growers. We talk about teamwork, mastering the daily grind of farming. We daydream about the future of their farm, Steep Hill Mendo, and the growing pains of participating in the legal cannabis market. If you're a novice grower looking to up your game, subscribe to the Casually Baked YouTube channel and check out the Cannabis Growing Tips playlist. Matt and Evan recorded some leafing tutorials, so if you're one of those who's afraid to go all Edward Scissorhands on your cannabis plants, watch these videos. Understanding the basics of anything gives us the confidence to unlock our own style. You'll find casual show-and-tell videos I've captured when visiting farms across Northern California. You'll get to see different terrain and farm layouts and the unique vibe and issues each farmer faces. If you've got cannabis growing pains of your own or newbie questions, send them on over. My farmer friends and I will make a show-and-tell video for you. Email me through the website at casuallybaked.com or DM me on social. I'm at casuallybaked on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm excited for you to sesh with Evan, Matt, and me. So toke away and settle in. It's time 
to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one toke. Matt and Evan, thank you for having me back out at the farm. It's been a couple of years, I think. Two years, yeah. How have things changed up here? Well, a lot. This looks like super profesh, super clean. Y'all have your shit together. You're not the the casual growers I once knew. The casual growers? <laughs> well, we weren't doing it full time, and there wasn't as much money on the table. Well, we have a saying here at the farm, poco poco. And if we don't succeed, we have to get jobs. <laughs> that's another big, that's, a, that's the motivation. <laughs> you guys doing that from going, okay, we're going to become licensed to now you're like, hey, I want to build a brand and build a larger infrastructure or larger company. Like, what is that going to look like? And so y'all are having a lot of, uh, I don't know, growing pains or growing thoughts right now. And I think that's a a conversation that a lot of the listeners who maybe are wanting to move from, you know, doing it casually to doing it professionally, maybe you guys can add some insight into that. What are some of your thoughts and worries right now? My worries and my thoughts are both the same. It's all paperwork. It's all paperwork. And getting ourselves um, permitted was very difficult. We're still in the process on a couple of things. We still have huge construction projects to appease the state and the water board and everything, which overall helps the grow, helps the property, makes things a lot nicer. I get it, but it kind of distracts us from growing a good product. And so, yeah, I mean, launching a brand and going forward and all that, I think we're cautiously optimistic about the whole process and we kind of realize that we have to produce an A-plus product first and foremost with all these different projects that we have going on with compliance and metric and I mean every day it's a new now we have fires and ash and every day it's a new problem so yeah I mean we're we're gonna go for it because that's our that's our game plan that's the the goal right is to Go down to Venice Beach and go to a dispensary and <laughs> be able to see your brand on a see shelf. See your stuff on the shelf that came yeah. from from our farm. I get it. And so you know, you've got all of the the juggling with the compliance and the being a legal cannabis business. But then when it comes to growing the A plus product, one of the things Evan you're big on is keeping things organized, keeping it clean, keeping your operations you know, running on peak. So what, what's your advice for people on, on doing that? My advice for that is to try to stay in front of what's going to make your farm easier to work. So the, the idea is when you're farming and growing, you're spending so much time out, out there. It's, uh, it's hard to sometimes find time to clean up and do things like that. But it's just, it's one of those things where Nobody wants to work in a dirty, crappy, shitty environment. And so trying to trying to keep it organized and clean is just something that makes it more functional. Allows you to to actually do your daily tasks a little easier and a less 
Well, one of the things that I noticed you doing, which I think is probably one of your tactics, as y'all were giving me a tour earlier, you're stopping and picking shit up every few minutes. Everywhere you walk, you are bending down and picking something up and you have a pile of things that are going into the, you know, compost or the trash or whatever. I mean, it starts at starts at the top you know if it's one of those things as as someone who's trying to to be in charge you know you you don't want to set a precedent where you think it's okay to like leave garbage around and so you'll just notice that if if you do it other people will do it and that's where uh leading by example i think is sort of uh the most important way of showing that it is important to uh, to pick things up yeah. Do you do, are you big at picking shit up? I'm the one putting it yeah. on the ground, probably. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> no, I mean, there's just garbage. I, I, we accumulate a lot of garbage being a 10,000 square foot grow. And yeah, I mean, we're always picking up stuff and putting things away. And if you're using it, you're breaking it. You know, there's constant maintenance. There's just so much more behind the scenes than just watering your plants and, you know smoking joints <laughs> selling pounds making Slanging benjamins <laughs> yeah, hopefully a lot more than that for sure yeah what are some of the the things this season like you know we we do have the wildfires going on what are some of the things that come up for people during you know the last four or five weeks of harvest that y'all kind of have your eyeballs on right now well the fires is obviously pretty nerve-wracking um the one that was in Healdsburg, the Wallbridge fire was basically moving north for for a little while, and then it got chopped chopped off at Lake Sonoma. But we're just to the north of Lake Sonoma, so or east, west, northwest. I mean, it's right there. Yeah. So the it as was coming points, our, as he points yeah. up and over. Yeah, as I point to the <laughs> southeast yonder. <laughs> Basically, like, we were in the path of the fire, and it was days away, but it was nerve-wracking. But you can't do anything but keep doing what you're doing, right? Or are there some measures that you take? What did you do? Um, I definitely hooked up the fire hose, and so we, <laughs> we, have, a, we have a fire hose now. Uh, that's one thing. Do you take but up other praying? than that, it was, um, we were drying our first harvest at the time, the the very end of our first harvest, when the smoke came in from the Wallbridge fire, and we took came up on a Sunday and took it all down. So that's something we we kind of pride ourselves in taking Sundays off. <laughs> you know, coming yeah, up on a Sunday true. evening is like no joke. Like that basically means like we're putting it all on the table here. Like. Yeah, like there are no more rules like this weed has to come down right now. Well, and that's actually good to talk about because at that point, we like we were talking earlier, it's sticky. You don't want ash touching that at all. You've got to get it out of there. But some of the younger plants that aren't, they're just now starting to flower and they get ash on them. That's not as big of an issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I'm not too concerned with the ash. I mean, there's we're in like the first inning of the ball game right now. Yeah, and it's been minimal so far, but uh, one of those things where if it keeps going, you might end up with a real problem. 
Yeah, so we're we're more concerned with other things as far as nutrient deficiencies that we might see here and there. Like the overall plant health is more of a concern than the ash specifically right now. Yeah. Being in the middle of our flower, this is a pretty important time just to monitor the bugs. We haven't really seen any mold, but we're starting to clean up the bottoms like we did a video earlier about that. Mm-hmm. Which you'll um, be able to find on the Casually Baked YouTube channel. Oh, <laughs> um, So, yeah, I mean, as far as the ash today, farming's day-to-day no matter what. Yeah. And as far as it goes today, it's kind of like, well, stick to the game plan and maybe we have to adjust tomorrow. Well, and like right now, we're, it's the middle of the day and it looks eerily like Mars or dusky weird so you know the sun right now the the plants aren't aren't getting to hang out yeah Yeah. right they they got a break (laughs) but hopefully don't get a break too long yeah yeah so we'll see how it's affected overall but hopefully i mean we are fairly close to the coast so we have a lot of coastal influence especially in the evenings where the nice cool breeze comes up through Mm -hmm. anderson valley there and from what I've seen, it should clean stuff out soon. This is the Yorkville Highlands terroir, right? Yes. Exactly. See, this, well, this is going to be a big deal soon. Like, to me, oh, that definitely. you know, that's going to be the way people start buying their cannabis. I mean, honestly, when someone offers me cannabis anymore, I, I'm looking to see where it's from. I'm looking to see if it's sun-grown or indoor from Southern California. Like, I want to know these things. And so someone being able to say, you know, Anderson Valley or Alexander Valley or wherever the hell, like, that's going to mean something. We It's the only way that we'll ever make it as a business. If it's just left to no distinction in the market of where it's from or the quality behind it, you know, growing up here doesn't make sense. You might as well grow in a huge, flat Central Valley-like area. I don't want to say anything bad about the Central Valley, but it's a lot easier to farm there because it's flat and hot and whatnot. This kind of makes me think about your transition. So right now you're licensed growers, but basically other people white label your product, right? Isn't that, I mean, because you sell to distributors and then you don't know. I've asked the distributors kind of casually and I don't really want to get too involved in their business and i'm sure they don't really want to tell me oh i sell it to this exact person over here right but they don't want you to cut out the middleman exactly um and i totally respect that's their job yeah and that's actually we have to go through distributors so. so like we've partnered with a couple of different distributors and we're just learning the ropes with them and you know going into this like a whole new it's a whole new business right so for me, though, that next transition is, okay, now we want to flaunt who we are because of the region that we grow in. Mm-hmm. And so that is the reason somebody would take that next step to wanting to be a full-fledged branded farm. Yeah. And it would be on such a micro level because 10,000 square feet, you can maybe produce a thousand pounds in a year. And but that's the thing. It's supply gonna, and demand. It's a boutique product. That That's like two dispensaries could blow through that, especially if it's really good. I mean, you almost want your own outlet for it. 
Yeah. I think it's interesting to, to buy weed like that. I mean, if you're going to go into a dispensary, it's nice to f- see one that you're like, oh, wow, like it's hard to find this. Totally. Would you go to one that only sold product from one farm? If it was a reputable farm that had, you know, regenerative farming practices and they were involved in their community, like that's cool as shit. Yeah. No, I think that would be an end goal for us is to have that experience where yeah. you had a retail outlet kind of what Matt was saying where somebody could come and just buy exclusively our product and that would just be represented by us with yeah like the winery I do like that I love that I would have the pictures on the wall and you could be like that's where it's grown (laughs) well and with your winery background you basically create a tasting room experience for cannabis copy their model yeah that's a great idea I'm in where will I find you Coppola. We're going to buy Coppola. (laughs) I like his pool. Well, (laughs) hey, isn't he getting in the cannabis game? Uh, He's been dabbling, I hear. Yeah. I think they do an experience. Yeah, give him a call. Yeah, we're going to do our own thing. (laughs) That would be badass. I'd be proud. I mean, you are the first person to introduce me to a grow. So to see it go from... Getting to see this, like, you know, basement set up to you having your own branded retail store where I got to buy your joints. That's cool. Well, no, you definitely saw the beginning and uh, who knows where this is going. Matt and I were talking about it earlier today. It's it. I mean, I thought it was over 10 years ago or whatever, but but apparently it's not. (laughs) Apparently it's just starting and it's going to be an interesting journey for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. No, the next five years, cannabis industry is just going to explode and it's going to be different. That's all I know. Yeah. Those are the two things that I've figured out. (laughs) It's going to change. It's going to be big. And we're like kind of in the middle of it. We're not really like in the front. We're not in the back. We're just kind of like middle back is where I kind of like to ride. We're, we're kind of average. <laughs> yeah, I just want to like just kind of blend in and That's watch good, for a little while. We're not sucking and we don't stick out too much. So. We're like sophomores <laughs> in high school, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're like, we're not the big dogs on campus <laughs> and we're cool with that. Yeah, I dig it. That's what makes it fun. And you know what you're doing. It's just... The feeling of flying by the seat of your pants right now, I think, is the fun slash scary part of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's very humbling, for sure. You definitely don't. We're not high-stepping it into the end zone or anything. You know, (laughs) we're trying to block and tackle, like Evan says a lot. Block and tackle, man. Block and tackle. Definitely. We try to keep it simple. Stay in your lane is a common phrase tossed around this industry, actually. It's just like stay in your lane because it's easy to get sort of distracted by all the the noise and hoopla and hype and you should do this and you should do that and you should open this and you should do this. And it's like... At the end of the day, you just really have to grow good cannabis and then worry about those other things once you've got got that down. And so we're getting better. We're not 100% there, cause, but that's farming, you know, and it's kind of one of the fun things about it is you're never going to be perfect. But, um, you know, the idea is that you're trying to just grow the best thing and then work on everything else. Well, and the other piece of staying in your lane is you guys as business partners, you're so different. 
how do you hand things off and quote unquote stay in your own lane as partners? How are we so different? I'd like to hear a third party explanation. (laughs) We all know how you're so different. I mean, we played baseball together and I think it's more kind of like that team mindset and being on a team together before, like outside of business. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I think we just work well, try to help each other out. It's the entourage effect. It's, it is like both of our, we are 50-50 on this, which is a big part of it too. Like knowing that you're 50-50 on someone. So if they're working, you need to at least acknowledge that. Like if Evan's running the sales, like maybe I should come up a little more and do some other things because he's working more hours than I am. So it's just being aware. We yeah. commute together too. And so we we have our like 45 minute meeting every morning on the way to the farm. And then we, we break down the day for 45 minutes on our way home. So the communication is huge. And that's yeah. the biggest thing I would say. We communicate. Yeah. The communicate too. But the team aspect is like a huge part of like, uh, Matt touched on it, but the way that we run things is almost like a practice or a team schedule. And, not in like a regimented whatever kill yourself kind of way, but just like a with structure and that commute that allows us to talk about what we did well and didn't do well, what we need to improve on really helps us get in front of a lot of tasks. And then we can delegate to each other and then our day is then delegated beyond that. And so we can get things done efficiently and, our goal is to be done by 11 a.m. every day, 12, depending. Matt likes to go more like one. Um, but, you know, to have everything taken care of by a certain hour so that, you know, we're, everybody knows what to expect every day. Because mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things you see in a lot of cannabis farms and the way the business has been for so long. It's just nonstop, not organized. Like, nobody's really in charge or telling people necessarily what to do in an organized way. And it really is super inefficient. So, you know, you say you want to have things done by 11 and I'm sure somebody who's driving to work and it's like nine o'clock and they're just like getting to the office. They're like, wait, what the fuck? But like y'all are here getting shit going. Well, that's the flip side. And when we're pulling tarps, it's, you know, starting 4 a.m. 430. Yeah. And so you just do that. And so why would you want to work? Plus it's hot. You don't want to be, you don't want to even be standing next to any of these plants at 11 o'clock. Like you want to be wrapping things up at 11. Have everything watered, everything, you know, your leafing that you want to get done, any projects, because yeah, it's just hot and miserable beyond that. And if you've started that early, you're tired. Yeah. Hungry. (laughs) I love it. <laughs> the, the plants like it, though. The plants want to be watered in the morning. They want to be leafed in the morning. They want to be netted in the morning. Everything about them is like a morning thing. And then once the day comes about, you leave them alone. Yeah, they just want to sunbathe. No, they're just out there. It's like it's like going exactly like going to the beach. Get there, set up your tent, <laughs> your shade structure, get your cooler out, get everyone lathered up in sunscreen, and then chill. Yeah. But you work hard to get to that chill point. Yeah, you do. It's a good, good analogy. Yeah, man. 
they're all just beaching it up out here. <laughs> <laughs> tacos, fish tacos. Yeah. Wait, do you want eat? That's okay. Does do you need to talk to them? Okay. We're being informed that tacos are ready. Oh. So. See, um, and we and we lunch break together. Yeah, okay. Yes. Well, before we do that, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you think is key shit for people to know if they're trying to, you know, be sophomores in this in this cannabis game? <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> Keep track of your paperwork. Yeah, that's actually you know getting back to one of the, this whole paperwork thing is crazy, and the amount of what you have to keep track of is insane. It's a lot different than what we're used to. So what skills have you learned to help make you good at that? Well, you need like a binder and you need like a folder and you need like a computer <laughs> and you need a printer. <laughs> oh my God, y'all definitely, are hilarious. You definitely need a printer. You know, you used to just need a garden hose. Well, do y'all use, generator. did you learn to use Excel? Like, are you putting things we in the computer? I know how to use Excel. <laughs> I just Excel. don't want to do Excel. I went to learn of, about all that stuff to realize that I'm good with that. I'm going to hire somebody to do that. But Yeah. Well, do you have a virtual assistant? Do you have somebody that helps you do that stuff? No. We're we working don't have on a that. virtual assistant. We're working on that. Hi, well, that's the affordable way for people to have help these days. Definitely. You know, that, that does make sense. It's just, yeah, hopefully someday we can just hire someone to handle all that. That's the I'm goal. glad you are. We're grinding right now. You though. are. We're grinding. You are. And I think if you added a third person into the mix, a female would be an excellent choice. <laughs> yes. Actually, we've been told that multiple times. Why do you have no girls here? Like, I don't they, don't know. Li- they don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No girls here. It's just a bunch of guys in the middle of the forest working. <laughs> I want to talk about these fish tacos, though. All right. <laughs> don't tell us about them, Evan. And I went fishing on Monday, and I caught these fish. Oh, so I'm excited about that. Yes. What kind of fish really tacos are we having? Lingcod and red snapper. Well Three done. types or four types of fresh salsas. Who made the salsas? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> That's part of the mystery. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate y'all having me out. I'm going to have photos and videos to share with everybody you can find them in the show notes or on the casually baked youtube channel and you can get in touch with these guys and follow what they do um they're active on instagram they are at steep hill mendo correct okay that is the farm name it's on a very steep hill and we're in mendo (laughs) they're very creative Evan's hype was real. Those were damn good fish tacos. But don't take my word for it. Visit the podcast 152 show notes at casuallybaked.com backslash blog and see for yourself. You'll also find pictures and the collection of videos from my Steep Hill Mendo farm tour. It was a super hazy day. That was the day it looked like Mars You can see that in the pictures and the videos and whatnot. And don't forget to find at Steep Hill Mendo on Instagram and follow what these guys have going on up here. 
In the meantime, I am praying for rain and sending love to everyone battling these insane wildfires, the smoke and ash. I feel like everyone on the West Coast is dealing with this. So together, let's hold a vision for peace, love, fresh air, abundance, and bountiful harvests. When things are weird and you don't know what else to do, be light, my friend, and puff, puff, pass it on. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and mixing performed by Q9 Productions. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Elland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.